yellow, folks. I, what the hell? Sorry, I never say that. Yellow, folks. Never say folks. Anyway, welcome to another episode of uh, Fiction Writing with an Author. Today I'm going to be talking about something kind of specialized and specific. And this episode is about reading, not writing. More about a career as a writer. Not tying into that. And it's about certain awards you can get as an author. Like certain awards. Um, but mostly about the California Young Reader Medal. So, even if you don't live in California, I, I live in California, that's why, that's where I got the idea to, for this episode. It, this is still important stuff to know about. Um, in general, it's nice, it's good if you, if you write a book and it wins awards, uh, because then more people will find out about it, and you get more sales, and blah 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 blah. I know I usually do episodes about writing itself, and not, you know, like, selling books and stuff, but that'd be a nice change to do an episode about reading and selling books for once. Okay, so what is the California Writer Medal? California Writer Medal is kind of just what it sounds like. It's a it's a book award in California, but unlike lots of awards that books can win, that that kids' books can win, that are voted on by adults, uh, the California Young Reader Medal, or CYRM for short, is voted on by kids in California. So if you're under 18, you can vote. Um, Obviously, it's after seeing that books get awards, that kids' books get awards um, that aren't nominated by kids, it can be a little weird at first. Like, I know when I found out about it, like, actually thought about it, I was incredibly weirded out. Like, what the heck? Um, But I do think that it is still good for books to get awards awards even if they weren't voted on by children themselves. Usually books that'll be voted on by children for children are stuff that more children actually enjoy. And obviously ones voted on for adults are ones that they think children will enjoy, but also that's part of it. But also a big part of it is something that they think they should read. Like a book that'll teach them about some level of diversity or blah 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 or something that they think it's good for young readers to read. Um, I'm just gonna explain really quickly how the California Young Reader Medal works. So basically, the adults uh, for the California Young Reader Medal, um, it has five categories and the adults nominate three books for each categories. The categories are picture books for younger readers, picture books for older readers, 
uh, intermediate, junior high, middle school, and YA. Um, sometimes, even if a kid doesn't pick books because it has awards, like, I know I don't do that, or I didn't used to. It's not always kids that pick up books for themselves. Like, obviously, a kid doesn't pick books that go in their library, or uh, if a parent buys a book for you, if a parent buys a book for a kid for a holiday, or a grandparent, or an aunt, or an uncle, or a friend. Well, actually, friend doesn't count, because friends will most likely be the same age as the child. Uh, they most commonly look at awards because they don't know what kids like these days. I, I tried to do an old person accent, but that just sounded really weird. Okay. Um. Okay, so I just wanted to go over some of the books that were nominated in, uh, for 2019 to 2020. Uh, now they're moving up. So the California Young Reader Medal repeats every year. And it, the books are published that are like nominated that year are published on their website in about February, mid-February. And you have to vote on them by April. So uh, a child would... A child would tell their school librarian or librarian at their, public, at their nearest public library... Nearest public library, I could just say public library. What to vote they want to vote for. And then the librarian turns that in on the California Young Reader Metal website. Um, so let's see. This year, well, technically last year, because it's 2021, so the books in two, the 2019 to, 20, to 2020 category were Poor Louie, which is about a dog, like a dog that is taught about family when they, when the dog, Louie, thinks his family, excuse me, is going to get rid of him when they get a new baby. So that one's kind of teaching you about, uh, like, having siblings um, and family, but in a lighthearted way because the main character is a dog. There's another book is After the Fall, um, which is about kind of what happened after Humpty Dumpty. Sat on the wall, we had a great fall. Uh, all the knights and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. I don't know if that was correct. I don't know if I said that correctly, probably not. I don't know, I, I don't remember that nursery rhyme, but. It is like an inspirational book, like he wasn't one piece after that. He was afraid of tall things and it's kind of a book about overcoming your fears because in the end, spoiler, he climbs a big wall that he used to climb, but then after the fall, he was too afraid to. Then there were another book is Alfie the Turtle That Disappeared, my personal favorite out of these. Um, about a child who gets a turtle for her birthday. Um, and then the turtle kind of disappears. And then she's sad. And that's in the girl's perspective. And then halfway through the book, it switches to the turtle's perspective, which I thought was incredibly interesting because you never ever see that in picture books, at least in my experience. Um, and that book is kind of about friendship between a turtle and a girl. 
whatever. <laughs> then there was Madeline Finn and the Library Dog about a little girl who, uh, who, who basically wants to win a golden star for reading in class, like all of her classmates excel at reading. So she goes to this dog at her local library where she reads to the dog, like a program like that. Uh, and it's kind of like a practicing, like a practicing kind of book. And it's also kind of more specific because it's tailored to, it's okay to ask for help and read to a, you know, read to a library dog, stuff like that. Uh, then there is The Day You Begin, which is the last book, which is about differences. Very vague, I know. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no. Um, about this girl at school who originally wants to fit in, but then she discovers that she's different and it's okay to be different. Um, which, you know, teaching kids about differences, obviously. And then there's picture books for older readers. Or picture books for younger readers are typically read from the lower grades, typically starting first grade up to third grade. Uh, that's like the main demographic. Um, but of course, a kids, children of any age can read this and vote on it. And then there is picture books for older readers, which is from fourth grade to above. Um, and these books are six dots about the child inventor of Braille called Louis Braille. It's kind of teaching kids to invent things, like to come up with solutions for things and kind of a niche topic teaching you about Louis Braille. Uh, there's also a book, Step Right Up, about um, a, a horse that this man in the 1800s, I believe, who had a horse that knew tricks and could read uh, theoretically and could write his own name in chalk and could do a bunch of cool tricks like that and teaching you about the history of that horse. And then there is Sergeant Reckless, which is about basically a war horse who won an award in the military like a, that humans get, not horses usually. They made an exception for this horse though. He was in the Korean War. And then moving on from picture, and, and of course that's teaching you about the history of Sergeant Reckless and it kind of spits out a couple facts about the Korean War at the end. Um, not too much though. And then the intermediate category, which is when it starts getting into chapter books. Um, there's one of the, the first book nominated was The Vanderbeekers, um, which is about a big family of children, kind of switches point of view, third person point of view between them. Um, and their landlord is basically evicting them and they have just a couple days to save their home uh, before it gets, before they have to move. It's right around Christmas time. This takes place in New York's uh, Harlem, 
by the way. So it's about family, of course, and kind of... Oh my god, I just forgot the word I was going to use. Like, getting through the hardships. Getting through... What's the word for getting through? Like, getting out on top? I I don't know. I'm just going to move on. Then there is Restart, uh, which I, I think it's my favorite out of these. It's about a boy who loses his memory. Um, and oh, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, without spoiling it, I can't really explain the lesson. Basically, it's about bullying and friendship. Uh, and a lot of self-discovery in that book. And then there's Save Me a Seat, which I loved because it was something new. It was Dual POV. (laughs) P-O-V. In between, in two boys in middle school. Sixth grade, I believe. And uh, it was written by two authors. And they each wrote one of the characters' point of views, and I thought that was, it really gives them their own unique voice which was nice. And this is about kind of friendship, but what makes this book unique from lots of dual friendship point of view books is that the characters don't really interact with each other until the very end of the book. Uh, that was cool. And then there's junior high slash middle school books. Um, I think Lots of the best books are in this category, but just my opinion. Hope in the Holler uh, was the first book about a girl in foster care. Um, perse- persevering. That, well, that was the word I was looking for earlier and for the Vanderbeekers on 141st Street. Um, Sue. This girl is persevering in the face of hardships, the face, when she encounters hardships. And it's about foster care and family and going, getting through loss and friendship. Hope and Holler is a very sweet book. Then there's Sweep, a story of a girl and her monster, which is about chimney sweeps in the 1900s? In, or maybe it's the 1800s, I don't know. In Britain, Britain. Yeah, I can say Britain. And this was about friendship, definitely. Um, it was also a very sweet book. All the middle school books were very sweet. Um, I say middle school because I live in the CA, California, and most people say middle school, but a lot of places they call it junior high, so. Uh, yeah, middle school, junior high. And then the last book in the middle school category was Lily and Duncan about um, a transgender girl and a boy with with bipolar disorder. And I found this book really great because I don't encounter lots of books with uh, trans men characters, especially um, middle grade books. And I have never, ever, ever encountered a book with a main character as bipolar disorder. This book was also a dual point of view. So I thought that was great. In between Lily and Duncan, and Lily and Duncan was definitely about friendship and kind of 
one of those books where it teaches you about certain certain topics like transgender, what being transgender is and bipolar disorder. And then YA, there are three YA books, just like intermediate and junior high. There's Long Way Down, which is written by James Reynolds, beautifully written in verse about um, this boy in a bad neighborhood with three rules. I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> I don't know what to spoil and what not to spoil, sorry. It's about gun violence and and it kind of brings you really deep into the character's thoughts. So I'd kind of say, there's no word to define this, but like thinking, a a book where it really gets you to think. And then the next book, which I personally didn't enjoy very much, I thought it was kind of okayly written. Okayly. I I can't speak. Um, All We Have Left, about 9-11. This was also dual point of view. The people on the California Reader Middle Board certainly like dual point of view, apparently. Um, it was switching between, you know, like the books that are like past and present. So one of the characters was uh, having their point of view took place during 9-11 and they were in the towers. And the other character character um, took place, like, point of view took place, like, ten years? Some time years after, um, 9-11 and her brother died in 9-11. And these character stories interwined, interwine, and at the end, and there's some plot twists that are kind of cool. And this book, you know, teaches you about 9-11 and kind of the effects it had on the Muslim community. And then the last book, which was incredibly enlightening, Bitter Side of Sweet, about child labor in Africa, and how lots of kids were kidnapped um, and brought to these, like, cacao, cacao? Cacao plantations, where they barely had any food and had to sleep in these shacks and it's a very sad book but I think it's a must read okay so that was the last book okay so how would you get nominated for this award um I mean it's the same as getting nominated for any other award it has to be goodly goodly written (laughs) it has to be well written and it has to be unique. Well, specifically for this award though, uh, well, as lots of people know, California really likes its diversity and uh, diving into diverse communities. So if you have a books with a, with a, with a main character who's not white or cishet or Cishet is, like, an LGBTQ character. Um, 
or of a different religion or with a mental health issue or of a hard topic with a hard topic like gun violence or 9-11 or child labor, then <laughs> you'll most likely get nominated, or not most likely, but that those are the books, those are the type of books that are nominated for the California Young Reader Medal. Um, trust me on this, I live here, and also you might be able to tell if you're from the outside, because, you know, pretty obvious all the hippies are in California, Berkeley, in San Francisco. Um, to get nominated for this award, though, it's on the California Young Reader Medal website. You can check it out if you want. You can submit book recommendations. Uh, to that you think should be nominated for the California Reader Medal, and they have some like things that the book needs to check, some boxes that the book needs to check, and you know that's all good and fun. Um, so people recommending your book would theoretically give it a push to be nominated. Yeah. Before I go, sorry this is a really long episode, um, partly because I was talking really slowly. Sorry. Uh, you, I, my brain isn't working very well today, I'm tired. But if you are under 18 and live in California, most likely, not a lot of you do, but you know, just in case, or if you know someone who's under 18 and lives in California, you can read in any of these categories and vote in that category, uh, and, or vote in any of the categories or all the categories via your local, your school that you go to, or if you can't do that, at your public library. Li- library. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you for listening to this incredibly long episode where I just rambled. Sorry. Uh, and I hope to see you next time and that I didn't bore you with this. Bye! Also, I know I said that the episode ended, but, like, sorry that wasn't very well spoken in this episode. Like I said, incredibly tired, and hopefully next episode will be more energetic. Uh, and sorry if I was rambling the whole time. I already said this, I'm just repeating what I said. Like I said, tired. Uh, bye, see you later.